What is happening? Hey, man. How's life? Life's good. Life is good. You know, at this time of year, I'm always ready for fall. It's coming. Because they start putting out everything pumpkin-related. It's getting earlier and earlier, isn't it? Doesn't that kind of weird you out a little yeah, it's bit? It's like, like as a kid, you started school earlier and earlier. Yeah, but it's like August and it's hot outside and I see pumpkins showing up in Walmart and that just doesn't work for me. By the way. Yes. It's September. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> really. I, you walked right no, into that man. one. I'm just saying when it was August, I was already starting to see that stuff. So, you know, I'm ready for, I'm ready for winter because, uh, number one, I like the seasonality of the clothing. I'm a, I'm a big coat guy. I like coats. Mm. And also, it gets us one step closer to ski trip, uh, Christmas time, and February, which is when we're going to head south for the winter to do our next nationwide speech. Well, I hope it's um, not like it is right now. My brother just sent me a video in Houston. It's like a torrential downpour. So I hope they stop getting rain by then. But I hope this guy that... So we're uh, on Facebook Live, and there's a guy that's getting picked up in the mirror that's walking by. Do we have a release for him? A media release? We don't, but we're just getting his back. I think what we need to do is try to figure out what he's saying. Okay, right now, let yes. me see. Okay, when he comes he's back like, into uh, frame. He's like, my polka dot shirt, I you, think I want is you, probably the best shirt. When he comes back, hey, Chad Fisher, when he comes back, okay, now I want you to pretend like you're him. So start talking. Like, what is no, he saying? I'm really upset about this. And my mom told me I should call you right now. See, so he walked out of the frame. I can't see what <laughs> That's good. I want to try next time. All right. So, yeah, we're going to Nationwide February. Another great thing. As a matter of fact, I talked to those guys yesterday. And uh, they asked if we were in. And I said, yes, officially we're in. And uh, we like Houston. We're going to go rock out uh, the Houston, um, beautiful metropolis of Houston, Texas, uh, one of the largest cities in the country. I can't wait to go. And it's my hometown. So I got us hooked up there. There's some really cool places to go. Well, and if you go back to one of the past episodes we did with Harry Roberts, uh, one of the original founders of Mattress Firm, on the podcast, he said, if you guys come to Houston, which is where he lives, make sure and get down here and I'm gonna buy you a shot of tequila. And I think there was mention of buying you a pony. Or a shotgun. Or a shotgun. <laughs> and you couldn't figure out why you wanted a shotgun. I don't know why I wanted a shotgun. But would you stop writing on me? Buddy? Did I stab yeah, you? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's the third time. Every um, time <laughs> your hands over there, I start writing. At that. the very end, it'll probably say something really cool or it'll be a good art. Maybe it's, the Florida Lee. It's the okay, good. No, but I'm I'm excited. Harry can buy us a shot of tequila and in Houston, Texas, they that's big, big, big. Tequila's big there. So we'll do that. And the cool thing is it's the we talk about it a lot, Kinsley. It's experience of being with people. And if New Orleans, Louisiana is any example of that, we're going to have a blast. And, you know, we are um, going to have to figure out, here's the downside, though. We are going to have to figure out how to improve on the talk we gave for Mattress University, which I don't know what that's going to look like, but we got to figure that out because we got to always improve on where we were. So we got to think of something cool to well, talk Well, it's about. August, so we have plenty of time. <laughs> we got a lot of time. Are we going to go movie wait, theme wait, again? We did Rocky, so maybe we can like pick out like Star Wars theme, and you can be Chewbacca and just groan a lot. And I'll just be R two D two, and I'll have flashing <laughs> lights, and we'll do like an hour of that. I bet people are just going to be over the moon about this one. Ooh, how about a lightsaber battle between you and I? Choo 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 choo. Oh, you know what we should do? We should be. Like you should be uh, Doc Brown, and I'll be Marty McFly because Ooh. he wears a vest. 
You're going to be Marty McFly. Of course I'm going to be yeah. Marty McFly. I'd rather be Doc Hey, what, like, what's up with that life preserver, McFly? Yeah. Do, who gets to drive the DeLorean? That's what I want to know. Oh, that'd be so fun. All right. Well, check it out, guys. Go to uh, nationwidegroup.org and see what they got going on and and look at their prime time And I think stuff. it's at nationwideprimetime.com. Is that the... Yep, I think so. So, yeah. So, you can check out the dates and get registered and not wait and make sure you get the right hotel that you want to be in. Uh, we should have a Dos Marcos like hospitality suite. Oh, a meetup at least. A right? meetup at least for sure. You think that they'll give us space for a hospitality suite? Um, we ch- could. F- I don't know. We could serve cocktails, right? Yeah. Have little cocktail weenies, like the pigs in a blanket, maybe. Shots of tequila. Ooh, I like that. Harry Harry Roberts would come. Maybe you could do breakfast taquitos. I could make them for everyone. You had breakfast taquitos today. I, did. For I make it. You know, my you know, I try to do something special for the kids at least one day a week and make them some good food, but. So anyway, check seeing, it out. Seeing their old man's face is not special enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not when they're teenagers. Yeah, true. Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Mattress salespeople group on Facebook. That's what I want to talk about first. And here's who I want to talk about right off the top. RWB. My main man, RWB. We met Robert Wilson Barnes. We met him in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, so... It was super cool. We were at the Nationwide Primetime event, and Robert, thank you for introducing yourself and letting us know all the good work you're doing uh, to bring mattress salespeople together, uh, creating conversation, solving problems, doing it together as a community. I love that stuff, and you're doing a great job with it. I would love to say that the Dos Marcos Facebook page is one of the best mattress Facebook pages out there, but it pales in comparison to the mattress salespeople group. They're doing a fantastic job. I completely agree with that. Robert posts some really good stuff. Some of it's really funny. But what I like about Robert's approach to it is that he really knows or has a good way of encouraging conversation. He posts some really funny stuff and he asks some really good questions. So I love that. Yeah, so um, if you are, are not a member, it's a closed group, but you can go over there and if you're in the mattress sales arena, you know, go to mattress sales people. Like if you uh, search that on Facebook, mattress sales people, it's got three people across the header image, a man, a woman, and then it looks like a salesperson in a yellow tie. Uh, but you can get plugged in. I think there are about 570 people that are members of that group. Um, there's some really great conversation. And, and it's, a, it's a mixture of like really granular problems people are trying to solve. Like a lady had people come in and the guy was making rude comments and it got to the point where she didn't want to talk about her personal life anymore. So what should the manager have done? And, and you got a lot of opinions about uh, around this very specific issue. And then you have other topics um, that, are, that are broader, like should you sell on logic or emotion? And that was a, that was a great, conversation I thought about hey emotional selling versus logic selling. and you had opinions on that well I did and I think that um and, and some of the opinion was hey look people don't make decisions about mattresses based on emotion it is a logical decision because mattresses aren't emotional and so my push on that was that's true to some degree but I think it's emotion still drives decision Kinsley on every consumer product category out there 
And if um, a consumer comes in, and so sometimes the dragon wins, right? So um, you can slay the dragon, but every now and then the fire is going to shoot out of its mouth and incinerate you, and you're dead. But So sometimes the dragon wins, but for the most part, so there's an exception, but for the most part you can use and should be using emotion to drive the decision on the mattress. But sometimes you're going to get that guy. He comes in, he says, I want the cheapest thing you have. And I want it now, and I'm looking at other places, and that's the guy you're not ever going to really win with, and you're not going to turn a corner with him and make it emotional. So then we got into a conversation about quality versus price, and the minute that you correlate low price to quality, so in other words, you come in and say, hey, give me the cheapest thing you have, and I go, fine, you want the lowest quality bed that we've got, I understand, and you go, no, not what I said, I want this cheapest bed. And so I said, well, you, you have to understand, though, that the price is directly tied to the quality of the product that you're buying. So then that switched into a conversation about kids' beds. And so I want the, and here's what these guys in retail stores hear all the time is, I want the cheapest thing for my kid. I want a low price buy for my kid. So you want to buy your kid a low quality product. That's what you're saying, right? And so it flips it on them. And all of a sudden, you go from a logical thing to an emotional thing. And at some point, people are like, look, you don't know this kid. He is not living up to my expectations so i don't I'm even just like gonna, this kid this kid i don't i don't know i'm pretty sure that his father is wearing a brown uniform schlepping boxes up the doors because this is not my child now if that comes up then you might be like, okay i got just the match bunky board in the back right well and they're not sleeping these days anyway are they they're like on playstation and um other things yeah, so they're Fortnite. up all night and they're not yeah. sleeping. but so yeah that was a cool discussion i thought that was good and and by the way on, on when you think about logic and emotion there, there's there's something there because um we make decisions in the part of the brain that has no capacity for language think about that you're literally making a decision it's almost like it's two, the limbic you have part, right? two sides of the brain mm -hmm. and you're you make a decision and then you try to put words around it. So the decision is made and you toss it over the brain fence and the other side of the brain catches it or another part of the brain catches it. And it's like, oh, okay, you made that decision and now I need to come up with some words to justify that or to put around that so that I can sp explain it to people so that I can, gosh, so that I can explain it to myself. So I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. There are people you're not gonna be able to win, but I think it's also about creating the habit of building value in everything we do and overcoming objections in a way that, you know, lends itself to that emotional part of the brain, which is, uh, hey, do you care about your kid? I mean, not saying it like that. Hey, do you care about, you know, performing But that's your best? the sentiment. You may not want to say it directly, but that's what you're trying to get to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Robert, I think you sparked a really great debate. So I want to read this response, if I could, from Joshua to give him some fair airtime. He says, Mark, because I was saying, hey, just to be clear, you know, you, you, I pushed on him saying it's not logical. So here's what Joshua Rigsby said. If someone comes in and says, I want your cheapest bed, it's just for my kid. My response is, do you mean the least expensive or the best value? And when they say the least expensive, there's not really any way to turn that around. They literally see no value in the mattress. If someone sees value and can't afford it, we'll take care of them. But when this response is, it's just for my kid, it doesn't matter. Logic and emotion, neither one are going to work. They're just ignorant on the subject and don't want to learn. Unfortunately, with the race to the bottom led by the industry leaders, this happens more than we care to mention. And then how did you respond to that? Um, I kind of let that go because I didn't, you know, I think at some point Facebook, I mean, 
I don't know that sometimes you're going to convince someone of your opinion. So like, I think it's cool to like let someone, but no, here's a, you have to type in all caps <laughs> and yell at him and try right. and shut him down. No, I respect, I respect that opinion, but I guess what I would say is back to the, sometimes the dragon wins. If, if it were me and someone said, I want the cheapest thing for my kid, I would still try to educate them on the importance of sleep for kids. Right. In a, in a, in a way that wasn't condescending or pushed too hard because you have to be re- really careful of that. Um, so I'd still make my attempt to say, hey, look, I get what you're saying. Cheap isn't always good. Your kid's growing. It's really important. Right now, I try to educate them a little bit. Um, and, and if that didn't work, and I'm sure that uh, Joshua does that, but if that didn't work, then you just say, hey, look, wh- whatever you want, I'll get you what you want. And, and, and ultimately, you got to serve their need. But Right? What would you say to that? I, I think would you you're look right. at that any differently? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I think that that sums it up. I mean, you want to take advantage of every up in terms of giving them some good information about sleep and trying to connect that to the products that we sell. But there are times when people are just like, I just got to throw a mattress in this room and, and I want to be done with it. And who's going to turn down the sale? But not very many people I know. Right. And so you, you actually had a reaction to that and you were talking about anchoring and you were trying to say, okay, what do you mean by anchoring? And then we had another guy here, Jesse. Boy, you want to try that last name? I do. Kostahoski. Is that right? Hey, Trent Ramberger. I think you just, if you say it faster though, how would you say that more quickly? Kostahoski. Boom. You said it with confidence. Kostahoski. That's it. In my early radio days, we were trying to name all these foreign countries and there's little pockets of you know, junk happening and I didn't know the names of them. And, and one of my bosses says, you just have to say it with confidence and move on. It's Stan. It's a pretty good. And then you just move on. That's it. I like that. Kostowski. So anyway, Je- Jesse says here to give him some airtime. I understand what you're saying, guys. Uh, try this. Give them what they're asking for while accomplishing everything you need. And here's how he, fra- he frames that. Awesome. Thanks for coming in. I'm happy to help you getting in, getting an inexpensive mattress. I do want to make sure I get you the right inexpensive mattress, however. So, hey, I hear what you're saying, and I want to get you what you want, right? And then he says, goes on to say, I do want to make sure I get you the right inexpensive mattress. In order to do that, I have to ask you just a few questions. I love that. It opens the door for a conversation. And then he says, based on what their answers are, take them to the mattress that's right for them. This will almost never be the least expensive mattress as that mattress rarely solves the guest needs. So when you make it about their need instead of the emotional or the initial reaction of just cheap, then you get them, you, you bleed them out a little bit and they tell you what they really want, that you get them to acknowledge what they really want and you say that mattress, the one, the cheap one that you asked for, is not gonna get that done. This one will though, maybe then you can satisfy the need. What do you think about that? I think that? that that's a really professional response. I mean, if somebody comes in and they say, I want a cheap mattress. And you just say, no problem, I got the one for you. You totally missed an opportunity to connect with that person and really right. tease out some of the needs they have. A professional is gonna use open-ended questions, they're gonna be patient, and they're gonna be able to do it in a way, just like he described, that kind of gently guides them to being open to having a quick conversation about their needs, if nothing else. That's a professional response. Yeah, And, and that's that. the difference between you know your million dollar riders and the people that are just kind of limping through their day you're going to treat this like a professional. When you do that, you're going to make sales and, and, and you're going to help people. And, and that's the point. That's where I was going. You're going to help the people because they came in and they told you what they want. And at the end of the day, they're going to feel like you serve their needs. So I love that. So here's another good one. Will you take us through this? Will you read? I want you to I take us through this. Talk so, about this Kentucky fried chicken guy. Um, what a crazy, if you haven't read this before, 
What a crazy story. And the, the moral of this story is there's always time. And no matter what kind of adversity you're facing in your world right now, in your life right now, in your business right now, this is huge inspiration. So take us through that. At age five, his father died. 16 years old, he quit school. When he was 17, he had lost four jobs. Finally got married at 18 years old. By the time he was 22, he was a railroad conductor and he had failed at that. He joined the army and washed out there. He applied for law school, got rejected, became an insurance salesperson and failed again. Then he became a father. When he was 20, his wife left him and took their baby daughter, baby's daughter, their baby daughter. <laughs> he became a cook and a dishwasher in a small cafe. Then he tried to kidnap his own daughter to get her back and finally convinced his wife to return home. So throughout his whole life, he finally retired when he was 65. And on the first day of retirement, he got a check from the government for $105. And he felt that the government was saying, hey, you can't provide for yourself. So he decided, maybe I can't. Maybe my wife, life is worthless. And he decided to commit suicide because life wasn't worth living anymore because he had failed so much. So... He was sitting there under a tree writing his will, but instead he wrote what he would have accomplished with his life. Mm. So there was one thing he realized when he was writing out the things he would have accomplished with his life that he could do better than anyone he knew, and that was how to cook. He was a great cook. So he borrowed $87 against that check the government sent and bought and fried chicken using his secret recipe. Went door-to-door -door selling it, to all of his neighbors in Kentucky, and that was when he was 65 years old, just after he decided to commit suicide. By the time he was 88 years old, Colonel Sanders, Colonel Harlan David Sanders, founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken, was a billionaire by the time he was 88. It's never too late to start. What, what, so I, I love that story in terms of you talk about failure and waves, just you're in the ocean and wave after wave after wave knocking you down. And this guy just never says die. And um, he's sitting under that tree and he has that moment of clarity. By the way, I'm reading a book called Halftime and it's talking about the second life of your, half of your life, right? So what are you gonna do? Like the first half is like climbing the ladder and all that stuff. And then the second half is maybe trying to find more purpose. One of the things in that book is knowing who you are. So it's that exercise of sitting under the tree and really understanding what am I good at, right? Like hitting the pause button, just saying, all right, what do I do well? And then finding that truth and then leaning into it. And that's exactly what he did. I love that. Can you imagine though? I mean, sometimes you think about 65 years old, man, surely that's, I'm about to wrap things up. That's when he got started. You know, it reminds, was it? I mean, there's a lot of biblical stories like that. Was it uh, Moses? You know, toward, toward what you would consider the end of his life, everything just, just started up again. So it's all about, you know, it's all about perspective. It's all about attitude. And, you know, I even remember years ago, like, I didn't do so well in college at the beginning. And, you know, you're a young man, and, you know, your, your brain hasn't fully formed literally in young men until they're, 23, 24, 25, 66 ish. <laughs> right, right, right. But you know, I remember thinking at times you're so far behind, like how are you going to get caught up? And the only way to do it is to start today. 
You know, I think if you take a small step every day, take a small step every day. And and sometimes it just feels overwhelming, doesn't it? Because you're, so you say, oh my gosh, am I going to start a business? How do I do that? So it's this big idea. And so it's that old joke of you eat the elephant one bite at a time. So you you don't try to tackle the big idea. You try to say, okay, all right, that's where I want to go. So what's step one, right? Let's bite off little pieces of that. Um, also, it's 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 we joke around when we're playing pickleball. Like I'm totally into pickleball, and so if you're down like five points, right, you only go to eleven. You know what I'm always saying to myself: it's one point at a time, right? If you're behind, and it's true for this too. Um, and so I think if you're out there listening to this, if you're in the retail space or you're betting manufacturer, think about what the e-commerce guys did. So they figured out what advantage they're going to have in the market. And when it first started, it was a single offering, single bed offering, bed for everyone, which we all agree is. Or most of us do, I think that's probably not true in any way that there is a single bed for everyone, but that's where they launched. Some of those guys did, and it was simplicity. That was their value proposition. It was quality. It was low price, right? Those are some of the things. So for the brick and mortar guys there or anyone in the manufacturing side, what is it for you? And what is your competitive advantage? You have to really think about that. And what can you do that no one else can do? And if you ask that question and you drill down on it and there isn't an answer to it, there's your problem, right? Yeah, and I think that you can look at this as in terms of how do we create our flywheel effect. So if you look at kind of like if you laid out back of the napkin, like what makes our business work, you're going to find certain things in like that circle of items that, that can eventually perpetuate each other. Right. So it's called, they call it the flywheel effect. But for example, if you looked at Uber, you had to have um, very quick pickups. And if you had very quick pickups, that was going to attract more drivers. If you had more drivers, that was going to grow your geographic area that you served. So they, they understood that that one piece of the business that they needed to concentrate on more than anything else was very quick pickups. Hmm. And by doing that, that created a flywheel effect that actually grew their business. But they had to do the work to, to really get intentional about what is that one thing that matters more than anything else right now? And then focus on that first. And that, that I think is the meta skill that is not always easy for people to develop, which is foundationally, what do I need to do first? I gotta put down those concrete blocks you know, before I start building a frame on top of it for that house. You know, if you just go straight to trying to put a roof on something, it's not there. So it's really zooming out and thinking, what are, what are the critical elements in my flywheel? And then what do I need to do next? And that, that's truly going to allow me to build on this idea. And, and if, you know, sometimes it takes a conversation sitting down with somebody who, who knows business, even if it's not your business and saying, how would you think about this? What would your approach be? And just trying to gather as much inputs as you can. And then you don't have to use all those inputs, but it helps to have some truly differentiated perspective. And I would tag on to that. The perspective may not come right away. I've taken a thought idea, thought or an idea. It's taken me literally one or two years to figure it out. And so it takes that long to really think through that stuff. And But after a year or two of thinking about it, having different things influence that opinion you finally land on what an answer is. And so, I don't know, I think um, it requires patience. The magic in that too, that might go understated, is 
that idea you had that was rolling around for two years kept coming back. Well, now, for the, how many of those ideas that, that were in your funnel of ideas disappeared, but the ones that perpetuate and you keep coming back to them, that means there's some magic there and, and your brain can't get rid of it. So those are the ones you end up paying attention to. When I first went to Leggett, um, my job was to help them make coils cool again or relevant again. And Did you add gel to them to make them cool again? No, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> but I, I couldn't figure it out. And literally, it took two years. And, and you were with me at Leggett at the time, uh, or actually calling on us as a as the rep for our agency. But um, it wasn't until then that there was clarity on, oh, hey, hybrids, right? It's just a language thing. It's a way to tweak the conversation. But I remember that took two years to figure that out. I remember sitting in rooms for, yeah, for a long time, for months and months. And we would get together and be working on projects. And then we, we the, the bigger theme there, though, was how do you stop letting foam beat up on coils right. and marginalize coils. And I just remember ask, I remember this very distinctly. We're sitting in a conference room and I'm like, well, what's the conversation today? Mm -hmm. And you told me foam is great. Springs suck. And I, I just remember us going, look, we can't have a conversation. We have to change it. We're not, we can't even participate in that conversation because you lose the worst comeback of all time to you suck is you suck. You suck. <laughs> but no, you, gotta you, say, you gotta say it louder and yeah. with more conviction, right? All caps. So we're like, okay, we're not even going to participate in that. So we changed the conversation over to hybrids and you know, off we went, by the way, I was just at an event this past week and, uh, people were talking about that song still. They're like, we love your outro song. And I go, you know what I love? You're making it to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. We, we, I want people to start singing that song. Okay, well, how are, anyway. your sheet, how are your sheets doing, by the way? You know, the sheets are fantastic. Um, Pure Care gave us a sheet or sleep essential Christmas in August. Oh, man, it was cool. I thought I was going to have my unboxing video, but guess what happened? I was traveling. I get home, and Tara had unboxed my no. Pure Care. Oh, my God. But she didn't take everything out of the packaging, which was super cool. The so packaging's fantastic, don't you think? Yeah, I heard your dad in the background, by the way, on your video. On my video. I like the packaging. <laughs> I'm like, me too, Nick Quinn. I like the packaging as and well. Here's the best part of that story. He says, he says, oh, are you recording? <laughs> dad, you're holding the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, so, he was yes, the one you are. holding the camera. No, yeah. and he later la laughed. He was like, oh, I thought you were going to edit it. I'm like, well, I can't edit it. Now you're like talking, but I, it, was it realize. Was it live? Facebook Live? Uh, yeah, it was live. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't, you know, he didn't know that. But anyway, so I, I So you're it. sleeping on, are you on the Tencel I'm sheets? on the Tencel sheets. Here's, so it's so, the Tencel sheets are so freaking good for me. Here's the problem though. I normally didn't sleep with the top sheet. So the bottom sheet, it's buttery soft. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, but I normally didn't sleep with the top sheet. I just slept with a blanket. We keep it 67 degrees in my bedroom with a fan blowing, okay? And so it's cold in there. So I just had a blanket on top of me. Now I've got the top sheet. I love it because it's so soft. With the blanket now added on top of that, the problem is I can't regulate the temperature I remember because now that's too hot, but I don't want to take the sheet off. And if I just have the sheet, then it's not warm enough. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to figure that part out, but it's caused a good problem. I love the sheet so much. I, I want to, I want to use it. So what do you, what are you sleeping on? So I've got the uh, modal sheets, right? And then I just, uh, it was time to change sheets and we switched over to the bamboo and both I have, they have what I call just the right feel. It's just a very dialed in, pleasant, 
It doesn't feel like I'm gonna slide to the other side when I get in bed, like it's too slick or anything like that. They just feel like it's got the right amount of hug and breathiness and softness. And uh, I, I like this little bit of texture that they have in the bamboo sheets and uh, they feel great. They feel great. We're sleeping really well. Actually, one of the coolest things that happened, I got to pull up the name of this. Sorry, Sarah, but I, I didn't, I don't have this one memorized. So I'll give you some love here. I was just saying sorry to Sarah Bergman because so I'm going to talk about the pillow here. I was checking my phone a minute Ooh, ago. This is it. Yeah. Nick texted me from school saying he needed me to come pick him up. So I'm like, okay, what happened? But he's just not feeling well. So I apologize for being diverted there for a minute. Oh, no problem, man. I saw him that something show up over there. Oh, it was the uh, body chemistry pillow. So the soft cell reversible. And I'm, I'm going to leave something out here, but it's the body chemistry soft cell reversible pillow. So it's a memory foam hybrid pillow. And what it has is it has these chambered designs uh, down alternative on one side and you flip it and it's memory foam. Well, I tried it out and I was like, very cool. I like this. I go, Tara, why don't you sleep with one pillow? I'll sleep with the other and then we'll switch. That way I can talk about them both. So I gave her this body chemistry reversible pillow and I go, what do you think? She goes, it, after the first night, she goes, it's super comfortable. I just feel like I'm like my head's raised up a little bit too much. And I went back to the box, the body chemistry box, and I go, ooh, it also says adjustable loft. I forgot about that. So sure enough, I open up the side of the pillow, unzip it, and there's an insert. It's about the perfect pillow for Jones, my dog. So we pulled out the insert and zipped it back up, and I said, okay, try this now. And that night she goes, it's perfect now. No way. And I'm like, that's cool, that, what, that's a really a great benefit because sometimes, you know, if you need to get propped up because you're, you know, you're having some breathing issues, but she pulled that out and it was the right profile for her neck because, you know, the, the, the pillows are the bed for your head. So we, we love the body chemistry. Well, I'm in the middle. My dad took my, my dad was visiting and he took my down pillow from Pure Care. So I'm retrieving that from the guest bedroom and I'm going to get to sleep on that. But uh, I'm going to be sleeping on the pillows next. So we'll be talking about those coming up. But anyway, Pure Care Sleep Essentials are awesome. So thank you again, Sarah, for sending those. Do you have another? Yeah, I just say I have the soft cell light. It's a, a down alternative reversible pillow. Yeah. I love it. I love the chambered design because they ha it's almost like they have these little pillow pockets all over the place so your your fill doesn't get unevenly distributed right, to right, one right. place or the other and I'm loving it so that's my favorite pillow which is the benefit of their weighted blanket by the way one Ooh, of the yeah, features they true. talked about is they have a lot of, of those pockets so the beads or the, the weights whatever those things are yeah yeah so anyway um, awesome love it and more to come on that because it does make a difference um, we didn't the sheets we we're sleeping on were nothing close to what we have now so I love it you so want to do it for our, for our next episode yeah. we're going to talk about top 25 mattress retailers mm -hmm. furniture today just came out that list we're going to save that for another episode because we're cracking 30 minutes right now yeah and uh uh, so, but anyway, we, we, I do want to say this though, before we, uh, wrap this episode up, Cena Magowitz charity golf tournament to benefit pancreatic cancer research is coming up November 1st, 2019. I'm registered. I'm in. You're in. We're going to be, it's, it's going back to Phoenix. Okay. So if you, if you go to this event, make sure and, and get registered, get signed up. If you haven't gone to this event, it's an incredible industry, uh, gathering that's unlike anything we do. And it benefits a cause uh, that you know we're trying to trying to beat one of the most aggressive, worst cancers there is. Alex Trebek, that does Jeopardy, pancreatic cancer. has pancreatic cancer yeah. right now, and he's so he's brought some awareness to that. But it's a it's an incredibly worthy charity, 
and um, it's it's a it's a time of like I almost call it like fellowship, like it it's oh, for rejuvenating. Sure. It, it's for sure, and it's, um, and it's emotional and it's fun and it's so much. It's less about business, more about connection. For sure. It's incredibly fun. The golf's fantastic. That hotel, the Arizona Bitmore, absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Great breakfast pizza, by the way. I have never had the breakfast <laughs> and pizza. That's I'm in. Yeah. And then the last comment on that I would I'd say is the cool one, the cool thing about this one is they're not having an honorary chairman this year. Instead, they're gonna celebrate Dr. Von Hoff. So Dr. Dan Von Hoff, one of the foremost authorities in the world on pedicranic cancer, who's devoted his life to solving the disease. So anyway, we're going to, we're going to celebrate Dr. Van Hoff. And so that's really, well I, I love that Roger is doing that and it's going to be all about him. So well-deserved indeed. Yeah. Hey, um, Robert was RWB, my man, Robert Wilson Barnes. Uh, thank you for creating the, the mattress salespeople Facebook group. Uh, thank you for your service to the industry. It really is. It's a great spot for people to get plugged in, learn, yeah. share ideas, get real time feedback on challenges that you're facing. And thanks for letting us uh, hop in and be a part of it. And um, we love the content. Keep it, keep up the great job. Keep it coming. All right, y'all. You can bounce on it. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Cool as ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get hot. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Right. Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no, you need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low We got that type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses.